Hey there. VC investment is a double-edged sword. It can launch your startup like a rocket, but it can also cause it to explode on the launch pad. How it succeeds is pretty obvious. Today, I want to talk about how taking venture capital investment can destroy your company. Welcome to Feel the Boot, the science of startups. I'm your host, Lance Cottrell, and I'm here to help you climb that vertical learning curve that you're going to encounter as a founder. I know what it's like. I've been there myself, and I have helped countless other founders along their journeys. We are now starting to release and design new merch for the Feel the Boot merch store. So if you've got things that you'd like to see, either phrases that would help everyone around you know the kind of journey that you're taking, or motivational phrases that would help you stay on track and on path, I'd really love to hear what kinds of things I should be putting on the next batch of Fill the Boot merch. Thanks. Taking venture capital investment is an irrevocable step. Now, taking angel investment is a bit that way. It certainly comes with certain expectations about the kind of company you're building and the direction you're going, but venture capital is like that times a thousand. And so you really need to be thinking carefully about whether this is a journey you want to and are ready to take before you sign up, because there's no changing your mind once you get started. Before you're able to take VC, you need to already have a fairly strong and growing business, right? If you don't have revenues and strong growth, then VC won't even be talking to you, probably more in the angel or even friends and family stage at that point, right? The VCs need to see big growth and the potential for that growth and the ability to deploy a fair amount of cash. So let's assume you're doing pretty well on your sales. You've got a return on investment of 1.5, which means for every dollar you spend on sales or marketing, you're generating $1.50 in revenues. And so that's a pretty good flywheel, right? You can grow the company out of that. You're actively making money. And so we'll say maybe you're making $5 million a year right now in net revenue. So you're doing pretty well. Those VCs are going to want to see their investment turned into big growth right away. The bigger the VC, the bigger investment, the more growth they're looking for. In fact, in general, they're looking for you to triple the size of your business at least within the next 24 months. That is, before you're probably going to need to close your next investment round because they want you on that hockey stick to make sure that the valuation at that next round is a large step up from the value that they invested at. Let's assume that the venture capital company is coming in and they want to invest 20 million on a $100 million valuation, which is pretty aggressive, but because of your real hockey stick growth, they're comfortable putting that in because they think that you can achieve the growth to hit their 3X that they want. And that 3X means that in 18 to 24 months, your company needs to be bringing in investment at a $300 million valuation, which is going to be challenging, right? That means your revenues need to be at least 60 million. And because you got a pretty aggressive valuation this time, they may need to be even higher the next time around. So you have a lot of growth to be doing in a pretty short amount of time. Before we move on to look at the implications of trying to drive this kind of growth, I want to ask you for a favor. 
If you're enjoying this episode and this content, please like, subscribe, and ring that bell. It tells YouTube that you want to see more of this kind of thing and helps other founders find this channel. And it's a huge help to us in building out the channel. I really appreciate the support. If you want to make sure that you get this new content, go to feeltheboot.com and join Bootprints, our mailing list. It's extremely low volume. It only comes out when I release new episodes. There's no spam. We never sell any of the email addresses. Uh, but it also gives you access to my office hours. So if you want to talk with me about your startup, get feedback on your pitch deck or your strategy or really anything else at all, I put a link to get on my calendar in every single issue. And I'd love to talk to you. How do you get the company to triple in size in the next two years? Well, the obvious answer is to spend more money on sales and marketing, right? If you spend more, you can bring in more customers, you can just continue to drive that line. The reality is you're probably already mining your richest veins, right? The best opportunities out there based on all the testing that you've done are the things you're currently spending money on. So if you want to spend more money, you typically need to expand the scope of the kinds of ads that you're running, the kinds of people that you're targeting. That inherently means you're getting worse ROIs. And each new experiment you do trying to find a new gold mine, usually they're going to be worse than the ones you're doing because you've been doing this for a while, right? You've been in business for several years. The really obvious targets are things that you've already reached out to. So you can expect that ROI to start to fall and each additional dollar that you're spending to have less benefit. But as long as you're still making money, that's great. But to hit these kinds of insane growth, you may reach a point where, in fact, you're not making an immediate recoup on your spend. When you spend a dollar uh, of marketing or you know, salespeople, you're actually only bringing in, say, 90 cents of revenue. And you may say, convince yourself that that's okay because the lifetime value of the customer will make that up. And eventually this will turn out to be a profitable thing. Or once you hit economies of scale, that everything will be fine. Uh, and in fact, it may be, right? Many companies ride this VC ro uh, rocket and are successful, but many more are not. And so you can't be sure that that will pay off. And in the short run, you're losing money on each transaction, right? There's that old joke, we're going to lose money on every transaction and make it up in volume. Effectively, that's exactly what you're trying to do. And this is what's called the marginal dollar problem, where each additional dollar, each marginal dollar that you're spending generates less return than the one before it. And as you try to pump more and more money into the system, this typically gets worse and worse. And this is how you start to see these huge unicorn companies with gigantic pools of money advertising like crazy and just hemorrhaging cash, right? They're losing money hand over fist because they're chasing that growth at all costs. Clearly, the answer is that you need to retool things, right? You need to rethink the core economies of the way your business runs and either stay focused on those smaller groups of people or re-engineer your solutions. But the problem is, if you take your foot off the gas and stop growing, then that next round of valuations will be a down round because you won't have that continuing hockey stick. And so there's gigantic pressure for you to continue pouring money on the fire. Because even though you're losing money on each transaction, your total sales volume is continuing to undergo that hockey stick growth because you're just dumping unlimited amounts of cash into the mill to generate those money losing additional customers that are coming in. After all, 
Marketing pays now. Re-engineering takes time, is not guaranteed to produce the results you want, and can be hard to measure the effects of anyway. By the time you get to that point, so much else has changed. And so it is nearly impossible for the founding CEO to push back on the VCs and refuse to continue riding that money-fueled, money-losing rocket. At the end of the day, unless this is fixed, or you were right about those economies of scale and things start to turn around, eventually you're going to hit a point where the next group of investors decides not to turn up. Right? There is no greater fool theory at work anymore. And at some point, the VCs will say, hmm, this was a great experiment. It looked good, but apparently you aren't going to spend your way out of this. And so I don't want to waste another $5 billion to chase the billion dollars that we gave you last time that chased the $100 million we gave you the time before, right? When they then pull back, the money spigot dries up and those chickens really come home to roost because now you don't have the bottomless well of money to keep pouring into the sales channel. Your sales crater, your valuation is completely demolished. And few companies really survive this, right? You may get acquired for pennies on the dollar by some competitor. We've all seen lots of companies go through that where maybe they turn down a, you know, $100 billion uh, acquisition offer because they were convinced that they could get there with just a little more spending. And two years later, they get picked up for a few hundred million dollars because turns out they were wrong about that. The moral of this story is don't take VC unless you know you can deploy huge amounts of cash effectively to generate growth with a good ROI. This means you need to be doing experiments before you take that check, before you sign that agreement. Make sure that you have access to marketing channels that will support this kind of explosive growth in spending and maintain a strong ROI. So as you deploy that money, not only are you seeing the exponential growth in revenue, but you're continuing to see exponential growth in earnings. You might see some depression in ROI, but never crossing that uh, death spiral threshold of going below one. Because when this works, when you're able to generate that growth, get those economies of scale, maintain that ROI, maybe because you've got huge virality effects behind your company, that's when this produces those amazing results. That's the chain that creates the unicorns and the decacorns and the kind of outcomes that the VCs are looking for. And they only need a couple of them and they're okay destroying a lot of companies along the way while they try to produce that outcome. And once you sign that, once you take that check, once you sign that agreement, it is a one-way commitment, right? You've, you lit the candle, those rocket engines are going, and there's no backing out, there is no plan B. But you can do a lot to risk reduce it and make sure that when you say yes, if you choose to say yes, you're in a position to be one of those successful companies. Thanks for watching this episode. I hope you found it useful and interesting. And if you did, please do the usual. Like, subscribe, ring that bell. It gets you more content like this and it helps the channel. I really appreciate it. Also go sign up for Boot Prints. It lets you know every time new content is released, 100% guaranteed, unlike with the notifications on YouTube, as well as giving you access to my office hours. You can also get help from other founders with the Feel the Boot Founders Alliance. I'll put a link down in the description. 
If you're on the go and busy, as many founders are, you might enjoy getting this content as a podcast. We have that. It's I'll put a link down in the description as well so you can get this on the go from any of the big podcast aggregators. Until next time, ciao.